Hey everyone. In February, I visited Los Angeles for the first time. That's where I met the Ethereus Society Reverend Oscar Leon. Anyway, it goes without saying that the people there were really interesting, but the drivers were extra aggressive too, and that's just the way I like them. So I decided to contact the nice people over at Melrose Driving School in Hollywood. They've been around for 30 years, and they're right in the middle of the Hollywood action, so you know there's potential there. I was hoping they'd put me in touch with an instructor with some interesting stories about driving adventures. And let's be honest, someone who's met some celebrities in what could be a stressful driving situation. So they were super cool, and they let me talk with Josh Mendoza. He's super chill and sounds super professional too, which is good for first-time drivers in the absolute mayhem of Los Angeles traffic. So let's jump right into the conversation with Josh. I just finished the driving lesson um, with this one lady who was kind of like a, like a housekeeper because she wanted to get her license as soon as possible. So I, I dropped her off and I was kind of moving the car around um, in her neighborhood. And I just happened to kind of be looking at my you know, rear view mirror and I, I was noticing that I kind of saw someone familiar behind me. And then I, I kind of you know, turned my head around and I realized, oh, wait, that's Harrison Ford. <laughs> you know? It's like he's right there, like, you know, maybe, you know, 10 feet from my car, just standing there because he was talking to somebody outside of his house. So the, I guess the housekeeper that was, that was Harrison Ford's housekeeper? No, no, it was, um, it was some housekeeper for another person that was, oh. uh, you know, living, I think maybe next door to Harrison Ford. So, you know, he, he just, he just happened to be outside, you know, talking with some, like, you know, a friend of his or somebody. And I was just seeing Harrison Ford there and I'm, tr- I'm trying to like, not to like hyperventilate that Harrison Ford, you know, it's like, you know, I grew up watching like Star Wars or like, you know, um, Indiana Jones. It's like, you know, that's like one of my favorite actors of all time. You got to resist the urge to jump out of the car. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I was, I was debating my the entire arm. time. I'm thinking, <laughs> the entire time I'm thinking, oh, is he going to get kind of, kind of surly if I kind of approach him? Is this, if it's just like 10 seconds, like kind of shaking his hand or something. So that, you know, more often than I just decide just not to like interfere and just not do anything. I just be like, okay, so I just saw, you know, Harrison Ford or whoever. But, um, but yeah, it's, I kind of figured, you know, they don't want to be bothered by some like random guy, you know driving school car just saying hello yeah i mean like he was probably just out saying okay i don't know uh stop throwing your frisbee in my backyard or something like that and you, right you know, in his sweatpants right. and his sneakers you know and it's like then you pop out of nowhere yeah exactly it's like oh great i don't need this now <laughs> yeah their dog pooped on my doorstep again and oh now right. this guy <laughs> right exactly cool thing about the driving school, at least um, where, we, where we're located, is that uh, it's been around for, you know, almost 30 years and a lot of, I would say, actors or maybe musicians or people like that, they, they've either used the driving school or um, either for themselves or for their, you know, children. It's not that uncommon where, you know, if if I look at my schedule, if I look at another instructor's like schedule of like students bigger than a half of the week, that there's like a name that I instantly recognize. I'm like, oh, I know that person. They're from, you know, that TV show or or, you know, I know that musician or something. So it's it, it's always kind of interesting whenever you see a name and, and you kind of instantly recognize it. I'm like, oh, wow, okay, I'm actually going to be working with this so-and-so or this musician. So it's kind of a nice perk. Kiernan Shipka? You you might have... Uh... Yeah, if people don't recognize the name, she kind of played Sally Draper, who was Don Draper's daughter on, on the TV show Mad Men. She was actually really cool. Like, she was very attentive. She paid attention to everything. She We had great conversations. Um 
So she absolutely was like a model student. <laughs> so there's absolutely no complaints with her. She gets a pass. Yeah. She was taking driving lessons here in LA, but she was actually going to take her drive test in Florida. Okay. Uh, so it, which is interesting. So, cause I wasn't sure if like the rules of the road were the same mm. in Florida as it is in California, but, uh, there totally was. And so she just kind of needed to know, you know, what the appropriate way it is to drive so that that way she could uh, pass her driving test in Florida, which she ended up doing. Oh, that's good. So that's, that's a bonus. That's plus. And then you also <laughs> yeah. had Nora Arnazader. Oh my God. Sorry. I screwed the last name up. You see, I don't really watch <laughs> movies. I, I, how do you pronounce yeah. her name? It's a Arnazetter, I believe. Yeah. So Nora Arnazetter. She's on that TV show that's on the Amazon. I think it's uh, Mozart in the Jungle, I believe. She was also a great student. A little more nervous <laughs> than other people that I've worked with. But uh, it, it was great to kind of see her anxiety disappear and, you know, as the more lessons that we had. Because then I could see her confidence kind of grow with like, each driving lesson that we had. Driving here in Los Angeles now, it's, you know, a whole different beast. It's, you know, it's more drivers it's especially in hollywood like kind of narrower streets uh, more congested so it's kind of just getting used to um a whole different manner of driving here dove cameron as well yes he was great too uh you know it's kind of interesting because you know when i would meet up with her lessons it was kind of like straight out of like the studio where she would do her show you know so it was for, you know she'd do her show and then after the show was done like you know she would have her driving lesson and it was just driving around city um and so she actually i actually went along with her for her drive test because we we kind of um like our driving school does a service where people can kind of rent our cars um if they don't have a car available so that they can take the drive the driving test in the driving school car so she had opted to do that with us so um so i was kind of like the one that tagged along with her and kind of reviewing all the rules of the road getting her to practice a little bit around the area before she took the driving test um so it was really great to to kind of see her pass. I was, I was kind of like a little nervous though. Um, I always get a little bit nervous with people who I've worked with for a while because whenever I'm with them with a driving test, I'm like, yeah, I, I I sometimes kind of second guess myself. Like, oh, did I, you know, did I help them understand this rule correctly or right. this maneuver correctly? So, so you're kind of um, you're kind of so being tested too, you know, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, exactly right. So it's like, man, I really hope that you know I don't get a, a situation where if the person fails, they're like, oh, well, you never told me about this or you never told me about that. Um, so that's why I'm always kind of like thinking, okay, did I do this? Did I, did I say this correctly? Did I understand this correctly? Because it's like, I know for a fact that, you know, I know how driving tests work. I know I, I 100% have not missed anything. So, um, but I was end up kind of second different myself either way. Yeah. And, and <laughs> could you imagine if like her production company came along and said, oh, man. Dove really needed that driver's license. So uh, we're going to do some shots in, I don't know, uh, in the country or something. And she needs to be able to drive to location daily, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm just making things up. I'm sure they probably could have gotten her a lift, but. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, totally. Yeah. So it, it is that too, especially for somebody who's like, you know, they need that driving lesson so they can actually go to, you know, drive for some particular like shoot or something. It's, yeah, it's like it's kind of like a little bit extra pressure on me now. It's like, okay, well, man, really better make sure that I've done everything correctly. That kind of covered every, you know, possible thing that they need to know. And uh, I also have uh, here that uh, Dan Aykroyd's daughters. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, it's because he has a uh, twin daughters, and so um, 
Yeah, it, it, I, myself and then another instructor, um, we tagged along with them because they wanted to do the same thing as, as Dove did where, where they wanted to use the driving school car. And so, um, you know, we picked them up from the house and, and every time that, you know, I would pick them up from the house or drop them off at, at their house, I was really hoping I would meet Dan Aykroyd because, you know, it's yeah, exactly. Dan Aykroyd. It's, you know, comedy, comedy legend. Like a, one of the guys that I kind of grew up watching, like when he was on Ghostbusters or on Saturday Night Live or something. So, um, uh, but yeah, so no, no dice. <laughs> Never did get a chance to bump into him. But, uh, but yeah, his daughter is very, very sweet uh, girl. They're you now totally like the, the opposite of what you would think of like, you know, kind of like stuck up children or whatever. That's like totally not the case with them. They're actually very sweet. They're kind of, you know, again, same thing, model students. And so, um, yeah, first time out for them, you know, they both passed. So they were pretty excited about that. So it was really cool. You, uh, you also gave lessons to J.J. Uh, Abram, J., sorry, J.J. Abrams' daughter, um, and uh, as well, uh, Phil Rosenthal. So J.J. Uh, Abrams, as uh, everybody knows that, that's uh, Star Trek. And then uh, Phil yeah. Rosenthal, I mean, uh, that's Everybody Loves Raymond. And uh, again, two people that, I mean, it's a thrill to meet their daughters, I'm sure. But I mean, if I were you, I'd be like, oh, come on. If I, maybe if I stay here, he can come out and pick up his paper or something. I'll see him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, especially, you know, with J.J. Abrams' case, where it's like, you know, it's J.J. Abrams. It's, you know, that guy, you know, because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So it's like, you know, he just did Star Wars right, right. now. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's been really amazing. But no, usually they kind of just, it, they're either not at home or they're out at you know they're out busy. from a different part of the country yeah. or something or international so so yeah it's like no, no such luck <laughs> i mean when you're picking up some of these people i mean do you go pick these people up or do they i don't know meet you at a bus stop or something i uh, i mean do, yeah it, it it varies for the most part it's picking them up at their house so um so you know they it's, it's always kind of confidential anyway. You know, it's not, it's not like we're, they right. kind of know that we're not going to like blab about, oh my God, well, this person lives in like this part of the of LA, like you should totally check it out. Like they're not going to like, you know, realize that like on TMZ or something that, you know, oh, well, you know, we found like Dan Aykroyd's place or something. Yeah, but typically it's in their, you know, their house or if they're, you know, if they're working somewhere or if they're, if they were shopping somewhere, they guys let us know where they want to be picked up instead so we can start the lesson there. So it's totally up to them. I guess just picture it like, you know, you're, you're at the front gate, you buzz, buzz, oh, it's the driving school, and then you drive in and, you know, they come out with uh, some sort of handler or something. I don't know. I, I got all kinds of pictures <laughs> in my mind, but I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, for the most part, it's not, yeah, it's not like that. I mean, they, they, it, it, unless it was someone like super high profile. Like Rihanna or something, right? Uh-huh, yeah, exactly. Then it's like, oh, okay, understandable. But no, it's like they, they kind of know that, you know, it's just a driving school and like, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, if they show up at the house or something, they, um, so they always kind of come out the front door, you know, kind of introduce themselves, which is always pretty cool. Hey, this is Jacob Haller in my podcast. Tell me about your song. I call up all kinds of songwriters, jazz, rock, folk, electronica, whatever, and all levels of experience from just starting out to established national acts, and I ask them to talk about a song they wrote for about 20 minutes. So if you're interested in hearing creative folks talk about what they do, then check it out at tellmeaboutyoursong.com. Thanks. Hey, Fred, check it out. West Texas is in the national news. It says here in the Huffington Post, someone from our town said... 
Oh, God damn it. <laughs> awesome. Why do you do this to yourself? I don't know. Welcome to the Mixy Bro Movie Show, where we use our love of terrible movies Hell yeah. to justify our positive outlook of growing up in West Texas. Well, one of us anyway. Nice. Each month on the Mexi Bro Movie Show, discover a terrible movie that you can share with you and yours. Movie reviews and pop culture discussions. Live music performances and interviews. Hey, don't forget about the hot mess game with Uncle Rob, puto. It'll be the best minute of your life. Check us out on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. And remember to live, love, and papas. And papas. I got your papas right here. Hello, listeners. My name is Jeff Kowalski, and I'm the host of Creepy Pasta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. It's a podcast where I invite two special guests to talk about virally distributed horror stories from around the far, dark corners of the internet. Are these stories true? Probably not. Listen to us at weaponizedlanguage.com or funtimes.online. Uh, did you join the school right out of uh, high school or, or, or like, did you have any gigs before the school? I had worked uh, a couple years before working at Melrose. I had actually worked for about five years at an uh, elementary school. Uh, that's like here in Los Angeles. So basically, like as a uh, as a teacher's assistant, there were some sometimes as part of that job, uh, it would involve me kind of working with students, kind of like either one on one or maybe in groups of you know four or five, kind of like smaller groups, and maybe just kind of reinforcing whatever it is that the teacher was teaching uh, beforehand. And so, you know, I kind of I kind of got a good sense of of what works, what doesn't work when trying to teach um, younger people. Um, kind of like also, you know, it's not that different teaching, you know, uh, younger children, like, you know, maybe six or seven year olds uh, and also, you know, teaching 15 or 16 year olds how to drive. Uh, there's, you know, a couple things are a little bit different, but um, not a lot. I kind of already had a good sense of how to, you know, explain things and how to kind of make it interesting, you know, not make it uh, seem pretty dull. Did you ever run into some kind of like really interesting people, people who had some quirky habits, let's say? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's something that I pretty much have to deal with on a on a, a monthly basis. Uh, the one one person that always pops into my head, I think it's just because uh, it, she was one of like my first kind of clients that I was working with when I first started. Was uh, this one lady who, um, she must have been maybe in her forties, perhaps, where she was you know she wanted to learn how to drive so that um, she get her driver's license as soon as possible. And so this lady, whenever I would meet up with her. Um, you know, she would always dress pretty much the same way. She was basically dressed in all purple, like, you know, purple hat, purple blouse, purple shoes, the whole deal. She, and she even wore like these like, um, purple gloves that you kind of wear, you know, when it's cold, <laughs> it was kind of bizarre because uh, whenever I would, you know, work with her, it was like during the middle of summer. So <laughs> it was kind of weird, but, um, but yeah, so she, um, it was kind of night and day with her in the sense that with her, um, in regards to her driving lesson, you know, the first half of the driving lesson went really well. She was very attentive. She paid attention to everything I was saying. She was doing everything really well. And then, like, the second half, it was just, like, somebody had turned on the switch. Like, she she had changed personality. Like, she was, she kind of wanted to do things on her own, or she wanted kind of to go drive places, you know, on her own and kind of without my guidance. And I was just only supposed to kind of let her know if she was messing up on something. So, um, so yeah, she was, a, she was like, the first person that always kind of popped into my head whenever I kind of, 
someone always asked me a question about, you know, whether I've worked with anybody who's kind of like a little quirky or a little odd. So, so she like, are you telling me that she actually would decide to drive somewhere other than what, I mean, she would just sort of decide that she wanted to drive to uh, like an in and out burger or something or. Yeah, it was kind of bizarre because um, <laughs> the, the one lesson that I worked with her, um, the last lesson I worked with her was uh, the, in the second hour, she she wanted to pick up, you know, this lunch that she had ordered um, at a market, in, which, which was near um, 3rd and Fairfax, which is like near the Grove, which is like a very famous Grove like shopping center there. And traffic there is horrendous. No matter the time of day, no matter what day of the week it is, it's always a mess. So uh, we... We went there so that she could pick up her food. It took maybe 20 minutes for, for her to pick up her food. And and then after that, she said that she needed to um, be dropped off at, like, a, this, like, um, area where, like, you kind of, like, uh, like a storage area, you know, where um, it's her warehouse. And so um, she would always end the lesson there. But it was basically, like, in during that second half of that lesson, she was just kind of, she already had, like, her route planned, you know, where she wanted to go. So, you know, it was kind of like, you know, she kind of took it out of my hands a little bit. So, so basically, you got turned into almost an Uber service. Pretty much, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Some lessons that we have in the morning. I mean, I usually don't work that early in the morning, but my first lesson maybe was around nine or ten o'clock in the morning. Um, if it's like on a Saturday morning or Sunday morning, some kids come straight from out of bed and then into the car <laughs> to learn how to drive. So, uh, you know, they just show up in pajamas or they're kind of you know bed hair or whatever, <laughs> and uh, and they're there. Um, some kids, you know, maybe they were out with their friends earlier or they were just hanging out around the house and, you know, maybe there's nothing to eat around the house. So maybe in the middle of a driving lesson, they kind of really get the urge to kind of go to that food place, kind of go through the drive through and, you know, order something. And then, you know, it's like a kind of like a 10 minute break in between lessons so they can just go ahead and just kind of, you know, eat that that food that they need to kind of, you know, energize again. (laughs) That could be good for you, I guess, if they, they offer to buy you the free lunch, but I mean, in a sense, you're doing everybody a favor because the last thing you want is to be with some person with low blood sugar trying to learn how to drive. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's going to happen before in the sense that, uh, you know, some kids just are, you know, either because they've had a lot of work, um, like schoolwork, or, um, you know, they they just come back from, you know, some, like, club that they're part of, like, a box club or something. So when they're doing a you know, driving lesson in the afternoon, let's say, they just are just, you know, tired, just dead tired. And so... I can already kind of get the sense within like the first like 10 minutes or so of the driving lesson, whether they're going to have the energy um, to to actually drive around for, you know, a couple of hours. And so couple if they're really hours. tired, I'm like, yeah, this could be dangerous. Wow. I mean, so this is a couple of hours. I mean, when back, I guess back in my day, I don't remember it being that long. That's pretty intense, you know? I mean, you after that, you really get a good feeling for, you're going to get a good feeling for driving after that. A uh, couple of hours. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, what I do with my lessons usually is that you know I kind of mix it up a little bit. I mean, it's not like we're driving in, in traffic for like an hour straight or anything. I kind of you know have them drive around in major streets for a little bit, and then residential streets for a little bit again, and then um, I always take the time to kind of like pull over somewhere in a residential street, let's say, and then just to kind of talk to the student and ask them if they have any questions on anything, if they're still uh, you know confused about certain laws or rules or anything. So. Um, it's not like I have them just driving for like <laughs> two hours straight, which because I know that can that the amount of um, you know attention that you have to put mentally in driving can be pretty exhausting. 
we leased a car and I went to the dealership and I asked the, the, the car guy, I'm like, so you go on these test drives, do you ever have any, uh, you know, crazy situations? And he told me that he, he had an old lady just the week before and she had one foot on the accelerator and one foot on the brake the whole time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's some people, I guess, who, who, who kind of drive in that manner where they just use the two feet, even though I, I always, I always tell them in the beginning, yeah, you really should just be using your right foot to you know, accelerate into brake. Um, but some people feel that like, you know, using the two feet is kind of, um, more efficient to handle the car. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And so I would tell them, well, you know, it's like, you know, but sooner or later you know, down the line, you're bound to kind of get your wires crossed as far as your, as how your brain works. And then you might think you're pressing on the brake, but then you're pressing on the gas pedal. And then, you know, that it can be a pretty messy situation. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, there's been a few kind of, you know, kind of eccentric drivers perhaps, um, that, that I work with. I think one, one person I always think of also this one, uh, kind of elderly man who was actually like a doctor, like this very kind of, um, respected doctor, uh, uh near like who worked on teaches classes at UCLA. And he, he, he needed to retake his driving tests again. Uh, and so, he was just kind of like making mistakes constantly, like left and right, you know, within like the hour that we were driving, it was just him not, you know, being able to kind of retain info or just him just kind of maybe spacing out. But it was just kind of like, it was really difficult to try to get him to understand that like, you know, all the mistakes that he was going to make, they will most definitely fail him if he appeared to take his driving tuck. Do you have your own wheel? Like, do you have your own wheel and and brake pedal at least? Uh, no, well, in, in, at least here in California, um, if you're a driving school, uh, you, the two things you absolutely need to have um, are the uh, brake pedal and a rear view mirror on your side. So my okay. car, usually the car that uh, I drive around, I have, I have those two things. Plus, I also have a, a gas pedal in case, um, let's say, if I'm with a student and we're on the freeway and, right. you know, it's just, you know, it's six, five miles per hour, let's say, and they're driving, you know, 48, <laughs> I'm just trying to get them to kind of help them, you know, push up push it up a little bit more. And and, and then I don't use that gas pedal that often. They, they kind of already get a good sense of how fast it's supposed to go. So more often than not, I'm always just kind of using the brake if I feel that maybe they're making a turn too fast or if they're not going to make stop on time. So just kind of like helping them out for a little bit. Have you ever had to go and grab the wheel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a pretty common uh, pretty common um, maneuver that I have to make. Usually, uh, if that ever happens, it's, um, it tends to be for like the first driving lesson with, mm-hmm. with a student, whether, you know, usually if it's somebody who's, never driven before and they're kind of trying to get a feel for how they're supposed to move the wheel when you want to make a turn or if they're trying to keep the car straight when they're straight when they're steering the vehicle and so um if i kind of see if they're going to make their turn too short or too wide then yeah it's pretty common of me to kind of you know kind of the wheel and kind of guide them for a little bit if i were in the lesson i would be kind of i'd be glad that the instructor has ultimate control right because when you're scared, when you're freaked out, I know that I, when I was first learning how to drive when, as an adult, uh, the instructor might say, stop. But I was so freaked out or in my space or what have you, right, that it takes a few seconds for that to register. Yeah, exactly. And so usually if, uh, if, if I notice that, you know, my student's going to make a mistake, like they're going to make the turn too short or they're going to kind of get too close to the car that's in front of them, I kind of just... Uh, I, my reaction time is pretty quick where I can just put my, foot, my right foot on the brake, stop the media immediately. And so, um, yeah, so going back to what you said about kind of you know, have them having the confidence in, that the instructor can, you know, help you know stop them or grab the wheel, it kind of also helps if your instructor is pretty calm, you know, 
it, it does it really kind of um, doesn't feel that great if you're a student and then you know you have your instructor who kind of will also freak out as well <laughs> that kind of has a, a lot of stress if your instructor's got like white knuckles or if he's holding on hard to the oh shit handle on the side of the door that's <laughs> like right. starts saying hail marys or something <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of important to, to you know definitely if, even if, but it's not that often. But I mean, if I do feel that like, oh my gosh, like this person is driving way too fast, or this person is driving way too much, or something, um, it's kind of important that I also they also kind of not show it. You know, that kind of keep a cool demeanor, um, and that way they whatever mistake that they're making, they know that I'm just gonna like kind of I can always just kind of pull over and talk to them calmly about you know what they should do next time, how to avoid that mistake. So, so even if I'm feeling like a little freaked out or something, but it's kind of important that I also kind of uh, keep a, a cool demeanor and, and not show that um, anxiety or whatever that I may be feeling at that point. Have you ever ended up on the sidewalk or on, <laughs> or any, jump the curb or anything <laughs> crazy like that? Uh, no, there's, there, there have been some few close calls though, um, with people where, you know, they've kind of maybe made the turn uh, pretty well. And then all of a sudden they, you know, before they've, straighten the wheel out um after a turn they tend to put their too much pressure on the gas pedal so yeah. then you know the car kind of heads for the curb so usually my my reaction time is really quick so i'm able to kind of put my foot on the brake and stop them because my my brake always overrides there you know okay so um so i know that i'm always usually in control of the vehicle if i need to be but uh but yeah so no nothing thankfully nothing where like if you know crash into a curb or gone to the sidewalk but uh but that possibility is definitely always there like being a driving instructor here in, in Los Angeles, it's kind of um, interesting in the sense that you're kind of, you know, working with people who are just regular people. You're also kind of working with people who are, you know, not regular. They're kind of, you know, a big deal. But at the same time, you kind of are, are driving in an area where it's, you know, it's just any, any city, but, you know, it's just like Los Angeles, it's just like any other kind of urban area, you know, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird to describe it. It's, it's just kind of interesting how there's like a, like there's like a duality of the city, uh, you know, and, and, and that kind of comes through also with being a driving instructor where it's like, you know, you kind of have to um, teach them how to drive a certain way, but at the same time, it's not how people drive in Los Angeles, you know? So it's, it's kind of getting people when they're, when I'm doing like driving lessons with them, it's just trying to get them to understand that, Hey, you know, this is like, this is like a launch point, you know, like you kind of know how to drive, you know, all the rules of the road, but now, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, here's a reality check. Here's driving in Los Angeles now. So, you know, good luck. Like, you know, good luck dealing with like people who cut you off or, or people who kind of run red lights or something. So yeah, I've always found that to be uh, pretty interesting. You've, you've learned well, Grasshopper. Now I need to set you free yeah. into the world. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird feeling. It's like, you know, especially with teenagers, it's like, okay, I've, I've taught them well, they know everything, you know, it's, it's, is that everything's great, and now you know they're going to be driving with a bunch of like people, you know, like I don't know, people who've driven in Los Angeles for thirty years, forty years. You know, they're they're the grizzled veterans, and there's just like some, you know, there's some poor like you know small bird that now has to be out there on their own. You know, uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting for sure. Hey, Josh, thanks so much for sharing your stories today. And no problem. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Well, that's about all for this episode. 
I really hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can always listen to all the episodes over at shareasliceofpodcast.com. And uh, if you find yourself in LA and need to brush up on your driving skills or need to take a driver's test, you can check out Melrose Driving School over at melrosedrivingschool.com. If you're lucky, you'll get Josh. Please consider supporting the show by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review or a five-star rating. You can get there super easy by clicking on the iTunes link over at shareslicepodcast.com. It really helps. Also, if you think you're interesting enough to be on the show, or you know someone who is, please contact me on the contact page over at shareslicepodcast.com slash contact. All the music for the podcast is by Chromatics Music. K-R-O-M-A-T-I-K-S. And it's used with permission. You can find them over at SoundCloud. Links to the podcast mentioned in the mid-show adverts can be found in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you'll be back next week.